Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here. I'm grateful for your presence. I hope that you've had a wonderful week and that you are well wherever you are. And thank you for tuning in. So this week, I would like to talk about fear. When I say the word fear, what usually comes to your mind or what comes to your mind? What are some things that you identify that make you fearful? Fear can come in a lot of different uh, ways. Fear has the ability to um, make you aggressive. It has the ability to make you scared and run. It makes you black out. Um... It can put a hold on the way that you think. It can freeze your thinking. You don't think um, in a very sharp way. It can do a lot of things to you. Now, when we define fear, the definition of fear, according to Merriman-Webster Dictionary, is it is an unpleasant, often strong emotion caused by anticipation or awareness of danger, an instance of this emotion, a stake marked by this emotion, anxious concern, reason for alarm or danger. As we continue to develop the field of mental health, psychology, psychiatry, and the ways in which human human interaction uh, whether on an individual basis or a societal basis influences us and the way in which we think and perceive, we're starting to understand a little bit more about the mechanisms that are within ourselves that produce these, these emotions, right? What we know about fear is fear is a natural reaction to a situation Okay. Fear was something that we developed over time to keep us safe. Just like I was uh, expressing in the anxiety video. Um, fears, fear, can, fear can be a symptom of anxiety. Right? Now, this fear can be something that happened in the past. You could be afraid of something because it happened before. You could be afraid of something that is presently in front of you. Or you can be afraid of something that is going to come and you're anticipating it. Fear is normal. Fear is something that is supposed to instinctually keep you safe. If anyone says, oh, I am fearless... They need to get checked too. <laughs> because our responsibility, our primary responsibility is to stay alive. That's, that's what we're here for, right? We're here to live. That's number one. If you're not alive, then how are you supposed to have this experience? And fear is what's supposed to keep you alive. You have to fear something, right? 
Get into a, an alligator's cage when the alligator is hungry. That should invoke or make you fear because that's normal. However, when you are fearful of defending yourself, if you are fearful of speaking up for yourself or even making a presentation for that matter, if you are fearful of a new environment, a new store, a new car, a new home, these feelings come from somewhere. And there are a lot of different ways to understand that fear. Um, but ideally, what, what we're supposed to focus on is being able to bring the emotion of fear into clarity so that we can understand what it is that we actually fear and why do we fear that. Now, I'm reading a really good book right now um, called Everybody Keeps the Score by uh, Dr. Vanderkolk. I highly recommend reading that book because it talks about how the fight, flight, or freeze component of a person's brain it gets knocked offline or fires um, inappropriately or at the wrong times or all the time for that matter. And I believe that because of this, this is what drives people to be afraid of certain situations because they're seeking to have balance in their lives again, to uh, trying to find a point where their fight, flight, or freeze which is a tongue twister in itself, <laughs> um, is supposed to keep you safe as opposed, you know, as opposed to being afraid of doing normal everyday, uh, everyday activities. You know, there are physical expressions of fear as well. If you're sitting there thinking, how do I know that I am going through fear. How do I know that I'm afraid? You know, public speaking makes me nervous, but I don't think I'm afraid. You know, uh, talking to that person that I'm interested in makes me nervous, but I'm not afraid. Understand that fear is on a scale. Fear, fear there, there's a, a range of fear. where one is a little nervousness and 10 could be complete petrified you know scary movie howling <laughs> um fear fear that shuts you shuts you down completely you're screaming your screaming your eyeballs out or whatever so if you fall on that scale there is something there that is telling you your brain is telling you that you may be in danger because your brain doesn't know the difference right and I'll give you an example of exactly what that means so picture yourself in bed you fall asleep and you start dreaming about walking through this beautiful forest 
and there's butterflies and flowers and you hear a nice creak in the background and the sun is poking through the, the trees and it's a warm day and you're having a good time. And then a huge Kodiak bear, eight foot tall, 300 plus pounds, or maybe even heavier than that. I would imagine much heavier than that. Eight, 900 pounds, there you go. <laughs> um, comes out of nowhere and is within feet of you. And it stands on its hind legs and it starts chasing you because you don't know what else to do. And you're running and running and running and that bear is getting closer and closer. You can hear his paws hitting the floor. It's getting you. And then <gasps> you wake up. It was just a dream. What's happening in your body right there at that point? Your heart is racing. You're sweating. You may have even pissed yourself because you thought that it was real, right? That's because your brain cannot tell the difference as to what is a real danger or not. But it prepares your body for it. And that's the same experience that you go through when you're faced with those situations. But understand that there is a way to mitigate some of these expressions, these physical expressions, and ultimately relieve yourself from them. There's lots of different things that you can do. Now, if your fear comes from a traumatic event in some point in your life, I would highly recommend that you seek out a mental health counselor, a licensed professional, and help them uh, have them help you navigate that Trump, that traumatic experience, so that you can uh, approach your fear in a much more uh, in, a, in a much safer way, so it's not so traumatic for you. Um, but there are other things that you can do. Okay. There was a point in my life when I was a kid that I was afraid of being in front of the class and being, um, you know, public speaking. I didn't want to do it because I was afraid that I was going to stumble on my words and um, everyone was going to laugh at me. I didn't want to go through that through that embarrassment, um, especially coming from where I come from. You embarrass yourself in front of the class and you don't have a show of strength, then you're considered weak and people are going to come after you. However, I understood that my turn was going to eventually come, and I made peace with that. I had a conversation with my dad and he told me that I needed to just try my best. And it didn't matter what anybody else thought. So the teacher asked for volunteers for the lead and I raised my hand because I, fa I wanted to face my fear the way that my father told me that I should. And I got, I got the lead. I was a lead in the school play for um, four or five shows in a row. I faced that fear. So 
that that you know that's one that's one thing that uh, sometimes people will do is that they will volunteer to speak publicly to go through that fear and continuously do it over and over and over and over again until they're able to do it without those overwhelming physical expressions of fear. Um, you know, there are some people who are afraid of being in close proximity to a stranger and as a result will, when they're facing their fear, register for a jujitsu class. Jiu-jitsu. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You just uh, roll around and you try to submit each other and sweep each other. Uh, and you're learning a self-defense in the meantime. However, you, you have to remember that <laughs> this is real. It's real. The person is attacking you, trying to get an advantage on you. And for someone who is afraid of that close proximity, it can become even worse if that person is attacking you. But when you're doing jujitsu, it's giving you uh, a sense of safety because you have the opportunity to tap and that person will let you go and you're able to practice how to defend yourself uh, which can build that confidence that you need um, you know fear fear can, can also lead to other things uh, other, other ways in which your body will show you um, that you're that you're experience fear experiencing fear is you can become tense you can get stomach aches you're dizzy you start sweating your heart's racing you have sweaty palms you cannot think clearly and when your thinking is not clear you can make stupid decisions stupid choices you know um but that fear always comes from somewhere. And when you can understand that it has a, a, a connection backwards, you can follow that, follow that line along and unplug that fear or try your best to mitigate and slow it down so that you can work through the trauma uh, or the experiences from a safer place um, in your mind. Let's see. Um, overcoming fear is uh, there's a lot of different things that you could do for that as I said before you can um, I think that it's a really good idea for people to sign up for counseling um, and give give yourself an opportunity to work with a professional on how to overcome that and, and what makes you um, anxious and the differences between anxiety and, and uh, fear. Um, understanding phobias, right? That's um, Those are extreme bouts of fear based off of a particular item or thing or situation or animal. Um, there are specialists who work with that, and I think that that one is, um, has a lot to do with um, helping people understand those extreme feelings. Um and then your coping skills, right? Meditation, box breathing, exercise, reading, walking, going to the beach, going into nature. 
things of that sort. Exercise is a really, really big one. It's a really good one, actually, for fear um, because it's helping you reset that fight, flight, or freeze mechanism, right? It can, it can, it can simulate that you're fighting, which is good if your fear is one that makes you shut down or freeze, right? It makes you feel that you are in control because you have the ability to maneuver your body in whichever which shape or form. So that is all. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am grateful that you sat and you listened, and hopefully this episode um, was able to provide some insight to help you better understand and navigate um, how to have better mental health uh, as well physical and spiritual health please like share and subscribe and i hope that you have a wonderful and blessed evening thank you